am Mike Lindell. This is my wife, Andrea. I, uh, I serve in Hope students up in Bram, and we serve together in preschool. And we've been there probably about six years now. So our experience with Hope Kids in Cambridge and preschool has been pretty effortless. It's been fun. You get to hang out with the kids, you know, an hour every other week. <laughs> we watch our videos, we go through our memory verse, and we just, just play with them sometimes. And it's, it's all it takes is to just be a, a good adult presence with them. Just someone stable, someone they see regularly, frequently, and hang out. So it's, it's kind of fun. My experience with working with the youth group has been very uh, positive and fun, challenging, lots of challenges. It's, it, it kind of helps me to, be, to stay grounded myself too because I know that I need to be a positive example for them. Plus I get to work on my wrestling moves like a body slam or a, or a full Nelson or something. <laughs> it's so important for me to invest in these kids because some of these kids are, are have some real big problems and and it's cool and honored I'm honored that they feel comfortable coming to me and telling me about some of these some of their problems and I can I, it gives me an opportunity to talk to them about Jesus and it gives me an opportunity to be there for them you know when they've got these problems yeah there's a lot of craziness in our world right now and if we can equip the kids to be you know Christ followers and they can handle all the bad influences that come their way like daily multiple times a day you can push them out into the world and they can lead by example they can show their family and their friends and strangers what it's like to be a Christian to have a faith-filled life and they'll be our future leaders it's cliche but it's true yeah I agree with Andrea on what she just said we we have to invest in our youth it's so important there's so many issues and problems with our youth, you know, social media and and the other teen influences and music that they listen to. And it's just important for us adults to jump in and really invest in them and just pour our love and everything into them. One of the most important things with the kids and when, when working with the preschoolers is just to like instill in their heads, like Jesus loves them. Like that's the one truth, that's what they've got to keep in their heads like forever and ever. And there's been nights that I just drive home from youth group and I take the long way home just because it just to unpack what I heard and some of the things that some some kids have told me and and I, I just feel so blessed to be used by God that he has put me in these kids' life in their way maybe to speak into their life and just be a maybe that ray of hope of sunshine for them. So these preschoolers are like sponges and everybody says it and you hear it all the time, but they literally are. Um, we'll be watching our lesson and we'll be sitting as a group on the floor and there'll be like the one student who sits and plays with his trains or his planes or something and, and you think they're in their own little world. And then you, we're, we finish the video, we start talking through the questions and stuff and that kid will come and he'll answer the questions, he'll recite the memory verse and they, they just soak it up. You don't even realize it. So everything you say, they listen to. And that's the kind of investment I want to leave in these kids' lives. Me too. Well, good morning, New Hope Bram and those listening online. Welcome to New Hope here today as we are going to be looking at actually the next four Sundays, this focus of the importance of paying attention to our children and our youth in our homes, 
in our church, and in our community. Because kids matter. All parents need help. And Jesus wants children and he wants youth to be in relationship with him. You know, if you're a parent or if you've never been around kids, you've obviously probably been around your nieces and nephews if you don't have your own children, and you know the adventure of what kids can bring to life, right? I was on this website called Chatterbox, and I just couldn't stop laughing of the comments that parents were making about their kids or about parenting. From one funny mama, it said, parenthood is just a journey, except it's just traveling from room to room, putting away the same toys all day long. One parent said, no one makes more observations than a child sharing a stall with his father inside a public restroom. Isn't that true? One parent said, you know your parent when you've washed yourself with baby wipes to save time in the morning. One mom called herself Call Me Diaper. That's her Twitter name. And she said, my favorite part of parenting is after I drop my kids off at school. But she said, I'm just kidding. Actually, it's when I put them to bed. But in reality, when it comes to parenting, sometimes you think that way. Boy, I just need a break, right? Ray Romano tweeted this. Having children is like living in a frat house. Nobody sleeps, everything's broken, and there's a lot of throwing up. I mean, it's reality. One gal said, cleaning your house while your kids are still growing up is like shoveling the sidewalk before it stops snowing. I mean, it's reality. You're always cleaning stuff. Mama J says, can't find your kids? Don't worry. Sit on the toilet. They'll find you, right? I mean, you, you just can never have any moment of peace. It's just how the reality is. You know, as kids grow and as they mature, Kids need to be shaped because we can joke about parenting, but in reality, our children growing up and growing into adolescence today have a lot of issues to contend with in life. I mean, here's just the top 10 challenges that our youth deal with in culture today. The number one is just being accepted for who they are. The second one is their stress level, high stress level in our even children to adolescents today. Number three is depression and anxiety, overall just mental health. Something that like when I was growing up, there wasn't a lot of talk about as far as anxiety or even stress or depression and certainly not mental health, but today there is. Number four, self-harm. Individuals, adolescents actually harming themselves because they can't deal with certain areas of pain in life. We have the issue number five of bullying, which isn't just physical, but also cyberbullying now through social media, something that I certainly didn't contend with growing up as far as online bullying and the impact of social media. And then number six, the desensitization, this whole idea of there's so much drugs and alcohol and sex and, and perversion that is within sitcoms and movies and that, that it's desensitizing our 
kids and our youth towards what is right and what is really wrong. They see this as just part of the norm of everyday life. And then number seven, which has really been through all generations, but just the, the challenges of the boundaries for sexual relationship. And then number eight, disrespect. You know, especially over this last year of, you know, movie actors or pop singers or athletes that have spoken out against authority on certain issues over this last year and how our children and youth have picked up on that and are being disrespectful to their authority figures over them. And then number nine, trust. Uh, trust has been eroded with adults in the lives of youth and children. And then the last one, number 10, motivation. Just being motivated to pursue uh, different areas of life that are necessary, whether it's schooling, whether it's work, whether it's developing their skills, uh, finding their career, uh, being responsible around the house with specific work. And there's a variety of reasons that this is being challenged. But we see in our culture today that it is so important for us as adults, whether we're parents or not, but us as adults to come alongside and champion our children and our youth. One parent tweeted, it's like no one in my family appreciates that I stayed up all night overthinking for them. You know, we stay up as parents and we think about our children and about our youth and about their life and decisions and, and who they're going to be. And they're sound asleep, right? But we're wide awake uh, thinking of all the different areas of their life. Why? Because we love our kids, we love our youth, and we love kids and youth even just beyond those within our household. So we are in this new series then called Leaving a Legacy. And it's a series about investing in and championing our children and our youth. You know, the word legacy literally means this, an inheritance or a heritage or a, an heirloom. And typically when people talk about leaving a, a legacy or whatever, they talk about like money or leaving property. But literally the word means transmitting or receiving something that is left from an ancestor and as Christ followers, what I want us to think about leaving and transmitting to our children and our youth, the next generations, is number one, their relationship with Jesus. That they know Jesus. And that Jesus influences their life greater than any other aspect of their life. In Psalm 145, 3 and 4, it says this, Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. And that's the picture I want for us here at New Hope Community Church. Whether it's our children or grandchildren or, or the children coming through our doors or children in the community. Man, we want to commend to them the works of what God has done in our lives from one generation to the next. We want them to know Jesus. Now you may say, well, I don't have kids at home or my kids are gone or I've never had kids. 
But the reality is this, every child, every youth needs seven positive adults in their lives for them to really thrive and succeed in life. And I believe for them to really know and, and to be encouraged in their relationship with Jesus Christ. So today the big idea is this, for us to bring them, okay? For us here at New Hope Community Church to bring our children and our youth into relationship with Jesus Christ. And we see in scripture that Jesus actually wants us to bring the children unto him. Let me read this brief story from Mark chapter 10, verses 13 through 16. It says this, People were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. But the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant, meaning he was angry. He was frustrated with the disciples. He was like, basically, what are you guys doing? Right? He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them, and he blessed them. What an incredible picture of what God calls us to do in bringing children to Jesus. To take them in our arms, place our hands on them, and to bless them. To bring them to Jesus. That's our desire. Now, why is it the disciples didn't want the children to come? Well, it's important to remember that children in Jesus' time, in that culture, were not necessarily regarded as special or particularly enduring, unless maybe it was just to the parents. I mean, the culture of that day did not see kids really in optimistic terms. So the disciples most likely were rebuking the parents because they thought that, hey, they shouldn't be bringing their children and bothering a rabbi or a important teacher. And Jesus had more important people to see than mere just young children or youth. But yet Jesus rebukes them. He's indignant. He's frustrated. And he says, let them come to me. Why? Because Jesus said, hey, the kingdom of God is theirs just as much as it's yours. I want them to be in relationship with me. And the end goal of our kids being in relationship with Jesus is so that they can become more like Jesus and less like their parents, right? That is the end goal. And so... The desire Jesus has is for the children and for the youth of his time to be made available to be in relationship with him, just as the adults. And that is our desire here at New Hope Community Church, that regardless if you're bringing grandkids or your kids or not, that all of us would interact with our children and our youth and, and smile and, and encourage them and sp spend, spend time with them and say kind words over them and propel them to a relationship with Jesus Christ. Help in bringing them into relationship with him. That is the desire. That is 
the legacy that we want to leave. That is what we want to transmit, hand off to the next generations here at New Hope Community Church and really throughout East Central Minnesota. And to give a picture of like leaving this legacy, I've invited this morning Amanda Lenk to come and spend some time with us. Amanda is actually our new hire. She's the new director of children's and family ministry here at New Hope Community Church. So welcome, Amanda. Thank you. Glad you're here. She's going to be starting actually on the 12th, so Monday after this Sunday. And so we're excited to have her on board here. And so Amanda, maybe just uh, you know introduce your family. I have have them on the screen here uh, and uh, just tell us who they are. Okay, so I'm Amanda and then I'm married to Tom and we have a six-year-old Marley and a two-year-old JP. That's great. And I'm sure all three of them keep you busy. Yes. Right. And maybe <laughs> the oldest one, Tom, right? <laughs> yeah. the, the busiest. Yeah. So what excited you about the opportunity even to pursue the, the New Hope uh, kids position here? Um. I mean, I've served in children's ministry for a long time. I grew up um, at Elam Baptist Church, um, now New Hope Isani. And and so for me, just being raised with a church that viewed children as being very important and valued children's ministry a lot, um, I grew up having that same mindset. And um, And so for me, the idea to be able to do that as a living, yeah. <laughs> you know, was um, an amazing opportunity. Great. So how important is it to you to introduce, uh, you know, children and youth to Jesus? I mean, mm -hmm. why is this the best legacy that we can live our, leave our kids, you know, as, as opposed mm -hmm. to like, hey, I'll leave them some land or a car or whatever, that kind of thing? Um, I think that like when it comes to to introducing kids to Jesus, first of all, it's the best time to introduce a person to Jesus. They um, are most likely to to really understand and, and learn to love Jesus at that age because like Jesus called the children because the children understood and the children could um, get things in a way that adults don't always. Um, I think that, um, that when those values are instilled at that young age, it, it sets a foundation for life. And so when things happen throughout life, when you have that foundation of, um, you know, scripture memorized that you can go back to and pull, um, when you hit those hard times, I think that's a really big value of introducing kids to Jesus and introducing kids to scripture and, and um, teaching kids to, you know, have a love for God and a love for others. Just that foundation can, can impact their whole life. I love what uh, God says in his word in Isaiah 55 on how he says that his word will not come back to him void, but it'll go out and it will accomplish mm -hmm. what he desires it to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And so you hear stories often of of. Uh, individuals who are now adults and they're in tough positions and, and mm -hmm. maybe have walked from God or whatever, but that scripture 
that they learned back in Sunday school or vacation Bible school or, or from a teacher, how God used that when they're there sitting in a dark spot and that scripture came to mind and gave them hope and drew them back into a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. You know, God says, hey, that foundation will never leave. And so it's, it's a legacy that, you know what, sometimes land is given, but it's sold and it's gone. Or cars, they rust out and go away, right? But the word of God stays mm -hmm. and, and can provide direction for life. And it's so important. And just, you know, teaching some of the foundations of like, how to pray, how to worship, how to, how to know God on your own. Some of those can be taught in childhood in, and be skills and things that can last a lifetime as well. Right, yeah. And it's important for the church to come alongside the parents mm -hmm. and grandparents to assist them in training up and uh, teaching the children. But it's not the main job of the church, right? It's a, it's both. I mean, parents, it, it's a big responsibility on the parents. Um, but that I think the church can help support that. And, um, you know, it's not like drop your kids off and the church is going to do it all. Um, I think when, when you see it in your own parents, you see them valuing God and church and, um, family time and all these different things, it, it instills something in, in kids that, you know, a church can't do on its own. Um, but a church can help offer some of those tools to families and help come alongside. Yeah. So it's basically a, a good partnership mm -hmm. where, boy, it's primarily the parents and they got a model and they got to teach at home, but the, the church helps equips, comes along and, and helps in that through yeah. childhood, through uh, youth, adolescence, into graduation, and, and that's a great piece. So maybe you could share a little bit about your own personal story about how, uh, you know, growing up with your parents, how they left a legacy in you and, and growing up in the church, you know, impacted you in certain ways. Um, yeah, so, I mean, kind of piggybacking on what we've been talking about, my parents are Barbendale Brandt, if anybody knows them from my Sani location, and um, both of them have have shown me um, through their actions what service looks like, and that it's not you go to church out of obligation or you you serve out of obligation. It's you go because we love to go. We love to learn and worship and. Um, and hear from God, and um, you serve because because God loved us first, and um, and so seeing years of service from my parents in the church and in the community, I mean that that has shaped who I am and who I want to be for my family. I want my kids to I want that to continue into my kids, where as they grow up, they want to. They want to serve, and they and they want to love others, and they do it with a joyful heart, and they do it um, without a hint of just obligation, but because God loved them first, and they want to love others. Um, and I think um, it wasn't just my parents. I mean, uh, uh, I saw a lot of that in both of them, but the church as a whole, 
just the priorities that the church set of, um, there were tons of kids programs for me growing up and people spending their time to make sure that I knew scripture and make sure that I knew um, who I was in Jesus and to make sure, um, you know, that, that's, that I had scriptures hidden away in my heart, you know, mm. and um, they invested that time. People invested their money. I mean, people paid portion of my way to camp or my um, fees to go on a mission trip. You know, they really came alongside as a whole church to show that they valued kids. Yeah. And, and that's huge. And that, mm-hmm. that is the, the desire that we want to continue to build here at New Hope Community Church, that as we, we commend Jesus from one generation to another, mm-hmm. that, that we come alongside and support them, you know, as they grow up in relationship with Jesus Christ. And we want to bring them uh, into relationship with him and champion mm-hmm. in that way. So, so maybe in closing, how would you invite new hopers maybe to, you know, as someone new in the position <laughs> and all that, to invest in kids and, and youth here at New Hope Community Church? I think there's always opportunities to serve. Um, I mean, time is valuable to all of us, but any amount of time that can be given, whether it's to help with behind the scenes Um, stuff if you're not super comfortable in a classroom setting or to be like an assistant in a classroom setting, but there's always opportunities to serve. We're never going to be turning away volunteers. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think here at New Hope as well, you know, as families come through the door and as kids are within our worship service or you see youth uh, around the church and that just to smile at them and mm-hmm. to encourage them and just to say, hey, I like your outfit today. And hey, are you in sports? And engage them and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, encourage the parents. I think, man, just be a champion of our young families and our children, our youth, and rejoice that they're here, mm-hmm. that they're here. Patience with yeah, families and I mean, pa- kids are... Yeah, all that stuff, but, it, but <laughs> how great it is. You know, mm-hmm. uh, a little quick story, and then we got to uh, close off here, but I remember the, the first day that uh, we had our worship service as Elam and New Hope combined, and then it was you know, New Hope by Sandy after the first worship service. And I asked your dad, I said, Dale, what do you think? And Dale, you know, can be sort of quiet. He, he didn't look me in the eye or anything, but there was this, this little tear coming out of his eyes. And he said, there were kids running in the halls. That's all he said. That's all he said. And in that, he was so happy mm-hmm. that the halls were filled with kids again. And that is a healthy church. And that's where we want to be. And, and Amanda's going to uh, help to continue to lead us in that direction. So we're excited about that. Mm-hmm. But we as a people want to leave a legacy, not of land or car or home, but of a relationship with Jesus Christ, one that is intimate, full of love, and that our kids and our youth hang on to for their generation that they're going to be growing up. And so that is our desire as we walk through this series. So let's pray together. Father God, we thank you that you have invested in us and you call us now to invest in the next generation. 
And Lord, we've all grown up, as Amanda has talked about, with adults, both our parents, our grandparents, and other adults investing in us to walk with Jesus. And I pray that we would go and do the same, regardless of it's our kids or our grandkids, whoever we come in contact with, may we champion them in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Commend your great works to the next generation. So we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks for being with us at New Hope today.